Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle, and today I'm monkeying around with Elaine Sweatman. Hello. And Charles Kelso. Hi. And we're talking about the monkeys. Despite the fact that we are in uh, 2022, there's actually some monkeys news going on. So yeah. uh, Chuck had some. There's always monkeys news going on. Yeah. Jody Ritson has started a campaign to get Mickey Dolan's a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Huh? She's got um, a little campaign going on and she's got a, a petition going on change.org, which is is pretty exciting. So I think that that's, you know, if you like the monkeys, I think Mickey deserves it. Why? I mean, he's he's had a, a career in entertainment going since the 50s. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people right. around today who can say that they've they've had that and remained, you know, popular and, you know, with a, a solid fan base for all that time. So that's it's I think it's, it's well worth a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and it's worth everyone's time to take a look at that. Absolutely. Yep. So this is our very first podcast, kind of like with the monkeys premiere episode, getting to know us is a pretty great way to get the show started. So we're talking a little bit about uh, how all we got into the monkeys and <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so Elaine, you want to start us out? Oh, sure. My first introduction to the monkeys was when they aired the marathon on MTV back in 1986, when I was almost 12 years old. Perfect age range for that. Yeah. I mean, they just sort of fell like just woo. <laughs> Bought all the Tiger Beat that they were reprinting, everything. My walls were covered. Davy Jones was it for me. <laughs> I was well aware he was old enough to be my father in the real world, but he was it at that time for me. I switched the mic later on, but Davy was <laughs> um, And I remember when I heard on the radio they were going on tour and the commercial came on the radio, my mother still she broke my eardrum because I screamed so loud in the car. <laughs> And so we saw them in October of 86. My mother had broken her foot and took me with the walking cast to go see the monkeys. And I was just like, (sighs) like I had, you know. So you were one of those screaming girls in the concert that screamed the whole time, basically? Um, Yes, I'm still one of those screaming girls for other groups, too. um, (laughs) I know while the monkeys are not a boy band per se. I have kind of followed down that boy band path some. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I know Chuck had some more history with the monkeys before um, I kind of got into it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was born in 85. I was not allowed to watch MTV at any time, although I snuck it at my grandma's house when I was like 15 and up. Um, Because she had cable, we did not. Um, So my exposure to the monkeys wasn't until uh, 2016 when they were releasing Good Times. And uh, we found the uh, video that they did for She Makes Me Laugh. So um, that was my first actual introduction to the monkeys. Although I'm a believer by Smash Mouth. Y'all can't, y'all listening can't see my air quotes, but I'm hoping that was very distinct in my voice. Uh, I, I love that song and I called into Radio Disney uh, a couple times and requested that song, um, not knowing anything about it. Um, but uh, 2016, we, we super got into the monkeys. We got the Good Times record. We had a road trip 
where we basically played that on repeat for the entirety of the 14 hours one direction. My stepdaughter, Chuck's daughter, um, <laughs> is very much tired of it because uh, we still play it on repeat quite frequently. Um, but we got to see Mickey and Peter um, when they came to Georgia. Uh, I guess it was in 2016 that they mm -hmm. that they actually came to Georgia. So that was amazing. And it was one of my first like big name band concerts. Um, I'd gone to a few smaller ones with Chuck. Um, but that was my first like kind of headlining thing. And I know it's, it's not like if I had gone to see the Backstreet Boys in the day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a, it was a, it was an experience and, uh, we've, we've gone to quite a few, uh, monkey shows and, uh, we even went up to Nashville one work night, drove, after got off work, drove up to Nashville to see, uh, first national band drove back. Um, and by we, I mean, Chuck drove because yes. I will fall asleep at the wheel after driving for 30 minutes. We will not make it. No. <laughs> um, and then got up and went to work the next day. Yeah. Um, so we, we've traveled all over to go see them. Most recently, we got to see uh, Mike and Mickey in Alabama, um, their Birmingham show, and then also in Atlanta at their Atlanta show, um, which was uh, really, really fantastic because we could, you could tell that... Um, Mike was, was not. Mike was Mike was not gonna make much after right. the the tour, and unfortunately, he didn't quite make the entire tour because we were they were also scheduled April first in Savannah, and that was gonna be like their last show because um, mm. that had gotten rescheduled, um, and we had gotten tickets to that. But of course, uh, with Mike's passing, they decided not to do the show at all. I still don't get that. But that's fine because instead he's going to be in Nashville on my birthday and I'm going to go see um, Mickey celebrating the monkeys um, yeah, along with the cruise in a couple of weeks, which I'm hoping we might have some content from later. Um, <laughs> I know I covered a lot of our, our stuff, Chuck, but what is what is your extra input? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I grew up. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm right between you guys and age. I was born in 1980. So I, I, I missed the monkeys um, sort of come back in 86. I was a little young for that, but I grew up on classic TV. I grew up, you know, watching Nick at night. I listened to oldies yeah. radio all the time. I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house and all my uncle and dad's old, like sixties comics and GI Joe's and things were there. So I, I grew up with that stuff. And I mean, I'd listened to oldies radio probably all through the nineties when I was, you know, young and even as a teen, um, everyone else was into grunge. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think the, the first song I ever remember calling into request on the radio was to Fox 97, which was the, the local oldie station here in Atlanta. And, um, I was 12 years old and I called into request American Pie by Don McLean, which I a little unusual because it was 1993. You know, I, I wasn't <laughs> listening to like Nirvana or something. But um, yeah, I, I knew the monkeys hits, but to me, all those songs were just the songs in the oldies stations. They were just the oldies. So I, you know, I, I knew of the, the monkeys and Herman's hermits and Paul Revere and the Raiders and the Beatles. And I mean, who else? Um, the grassroots. Yeah. The grassroots, you know, the moody blues, just all those <laughs> bands, but I didn't necessarily know which songs were, which, you know, I certain ones, like I, I, I knew, um, 
you know, Herman's Herman's songs, for instance, are very yeah. distinctive. And I knew which ones were Herman's Herman's songs. And but Beach Boys are fairly distinctive. And Beach as well. Boys are very distinctive as well. Yeah. But I mean, I remember when when Shrek came out and I was probably 18 or so. And um, you know, I was the one telling people, like, oh, that's an oldie. That's that's not an original song. That's that's that's, that's an oldie. I know, I know that song, <laughs> you know. But um, and I wasn't any expert on the monkeys. I knew I knew of them. And you know, I'm a Star Trek fan, so anytime the origins of Chekhov come up, Davy Jones comes up. Right. Heavily inspired by Davy Jones from the Monkees. And, right. you know, Davy Jones is sort of independently famous amongst the Monkees from, you know, for me, for being on the Brady Bunch. And they, I think they say his name like 25 <laughs> times in that episode of the Brady Bunch. So I knew who Davy Jones was. But, um, yeah, when 2016 came along, and I'd fallen sort of away over the years from listening to oldies as much and gotten other kinds of music. But um, 2016 was a little bit of a tough year. Just my work situation was unbearable, and that was sort of spilling over into home. And I saw one of my friends posted on Facebook the video for She Makes Me Laugh. And I got a new song from the Monkees. Like, I didn't even know they were still a band, you know? <laughs> and I didn't click on it. And I just continued scrolling. And, and you know, a couple of days later, it came back across my feet again. And I did click on it. And it was just incredible. I mean, it was yeah. like listening to a song from the oldies station when I was a kid. And it was the video was, you know, the, the visuals were from the old 60s Monkees comic. So, it right. was just, yeah. Yeah, you know, I never have really gotten into like reunions from bands from the 60s, even though I like the bands and they mm -hmm. were all doing reunions of some kind in the 90s, it seemed like, because it was 30 years on from the 60s. So everything that happened in the 60s had an anniversary in the 90s. But you'd see, yeah, I'd see them on TV and they look like guys who could be my dad's friends. <laughs> you know, all the, <laughs> they, they weren't the, the, the cool guys from the radio anymore. And then and in the 90s, when I was real into that stuff, they they didn't want to recreate a lot of cases, the stuff they were doing when they were 20, you know, so right. a lot of bands that came back in the 90s and did things, they didn't sound the same. But this, you know, she makes me laugh. I mean, if, if that song had come on in 1967, everyone in the world would know the words of that song today. It's just a great right. song. I think I sat there and listened to it. You weren't home, Veronica, when I when I when I saw it. But I mean, I probably listened to it 10 times in a row and just watched that video. And I just. I don't know. I just the the point I was in my life and it just took me back to, you know, the music that I loved when I was a kid. And frankly, I needed something bright in my life at that point. And then so I as soon as you got home, I, I made you listen to it. And mm -hmm. then we started. I mean, we deep dived into the monkeys. Yeah, after we did. That. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, in 2018, when we were headed to New York to see him, I remember I made a comment to you that like when two years time, we went from, hey, the monkeys have a new song to. Let's dress like the monkeys and drive to New York. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we had our monkeys costumes and and traveling across the country to see them. Like, how did that happen? Like, we just <laughs> fell down the monkeys rabbit hole. And I mean, that's our band now. You yeah. know, like we've had our own little version of Monkey Mania fifty years later, which is just crazy. It's just uh, it's just been a lot of fun for us and. You know, and, and as nature happens, things sort of wind down. But I think part of the reason that we both wanted to do this podcast is just sort of keeping it alive. You know, people yeah, kept it alive right. for that 50 years until we found it. And now, <laughs> you know, it's up to people like us to try to keep it alive going forward. And yeah. help somebody else find it. Right. Yeah. And grab Absolutely. some other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have been to a lot of their shows, but it has been like the different reunion tours mm -hmm. when they happen to come to where I am because I don't I can't always travel. Mm -hmm. A lot. And so I know when they, it, it was the three keys and they were at Chastain and it was before Davey passed away. So it was mm -hmm. Davey, Peter mm -hmm. and Mickey. Yeah. I saw that. I saw Davey solo 
at Mabel House Amphitheater. Oh, wow. That is five minutes from my house. Yeah, (laughs) that was in 2004, I think. I I took my oldest son. I was was a single mom at the time. I dragged him because he knew the monkey because I still listen to the monkeys Mm -hmm. even since 86. I mean, they were on rotation, different things. I would, you know... Yeah. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I'll go see Davy Jones. Okay, whatever. Um, I met Mickey at Dragon Con. He was at Dragon Con. was he Con at Dragon Con? Um, it was, uh, it was before Carter was born. So it was 2007, six oh, or seven. Was, I can't remember if Matt and I were married yet or not. He was at an end booth thing, sharing space with Robert Llewellyn, who plays Crichton. In Red yeah. War. So it was right. Robert Llewellyn and Mickey Dolan side by side. <laughs> oh, okay. man. Robert Llewellyn, will you sign my Crichton bobblehead? And Mickey Dolan, can I have a picture with you with my kitty right. cat ears? And will you sign it? I was like, oh, <laughs> what is this? Um, that is and amazing. Then, and then I saw Mike Solo. He was yeah. here. Um, that was, when was that? 2010 or 11? Somewhere okay. in there. Um and that was a really good show because I had never seen him perform ever. And mm. Matt, <laughs> we were having some financial issues. I said, I don't care. I'm going to go see Mike. With you. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure this out. I'm going yes. to see him because yes. I may never see him again. Yeah. Um, I did get to see him last year. That was it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so whenever they would come to wherever I was at, I would try yep. to go. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That, it's it's crazy because I've been going to Dragon Con every year since um, 2002, and mm. I've been volunteering since 2005. But like, I never got into a lot of the the shows or knew about what was going on until I met Chuck. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all these people <laughs> that were there at Dragon Con all these years. I was there and I didn't know it. And I'm like, why did I not listen to this stuff before? Watch the show before? And I, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I hope that I need to figure out who I need to prod to uh, get him back because that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be a good get, especially now since the monkeys seem to be more in the news than they mm-hmm. were when he was there before. Right. It would just sort of like a random. There weren't even people lined up or waiting to see him. Or he was what? talking to somebody while I was talking to Robert Llewellyn, but then. Like, I didn't have to wait in line like you would for, like, Will Wheaton or, you know, yeah. anybody. It would just, <laughs> he was right there. You walked in the door and there he was sitting. I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Right yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. As far as seeing them live, I mean, um, you know, I guess it was probably March. I remember this because it's March 2016 when we we first were introduced to She Makes Me Laugh. And then we started, I mean, deep diving into the monkeys after that. But. I saw, you know, a little thing on Facebook that said, oh, they're March 2016. They'll be in Atlanta. And I was like, I don't really need to spend the, need to spend the money, you know. But then, you know, we, we for the next couple of months, we were just listening to the monkeys all the time and following. <laughs> you know, I, I remember the a Canadian radio station live streamed the album Good Times before it came yeah. out. So I used a VPN to fake that I was in Canada so I could listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyways, I, I was really regretting not seeing them when they were here. And then I, I happened to come across my Facebook again, and it wasn't March 2016. I had misread it. It was May 2016. They were going to be in Atlanta. So we could still go. And yeah. so we got to go. And that was my daughter's first concert. And But since then, I mean, we saw Mickey when he was in Atlanta solo. And we, like, like I said, we drove to Nashville one night during the, during the work week to see 
Mike and First National Band Redux. And then we we drove to New York from Atlanta to see them when they were when they were going to be in New York when it was the Mike and Mickey show. But that was the one of the shows they had to cancel. We didn't find out oh, okay. like the third day. That we was were in the New first York. show they had to cancel after yeah. um, Mike had his triple bypass. But yeah, yeah we, we end up seeing the Carol King musical instead. Yep. So we so, got a little monkey's connection there. Yeah. Um, and then we went back to New York again. We flew the second time. We didn't drive again. Um, <laughs> but then we did get to see them when they were in New York that that second time. And um, am I am I forgetting anything that we have we seen them again? I mean, uh, other than that, I think the only other one. Oh, was... no, we saw them twice this past year. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Birmingham I'm Birmingham and Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we saw them in Birmingham and then we saw them in Atlanta, Mike and Mickey again. And um, I'm really glad we did. We had tickets to that Savannah show that got canceled. But I mean, here coming up, we're going to see them on the beach. We're going to see, my, we're gonna see Mickey on the Beach Boys cruise. And yeah. then um, we'll see him again. And it just so happens that that first day of his um, little tour is is on your birthday. Yep. Yep. So we'll a birthday present. <laughs> So, um, Elaine, what are some of your favorite, like, memories uh, of experiencing, like, monkey mania or, like, stuff you've, like, we we are very much collectors of all kinds of stuff. And oh, I get yeah. I'm really too excited. But some, what's some of your favorite memories and stuff and whatnot? Well, I, I would watch, like, every time it would, they would air on TV, I would glued to the TV. Um and I was one that got into the new monkeys when that came mm. out, um, later eighties. Um, and I didn't mind them. They weren't the monkeys, but I could see what they were trying to do. Yeah. Um, I had, and I still have original vinyl, like from the sixties, my mm-hmm. stepmother had more of the monkeys on vinyl and she gave it to me. I still have it. There was a used record store that I would go troll mm-hmm. through because I grew up in Gainesville, Florida. It's a college town. So there were all sorts of like the hippie guy ran the record store and he always (laughs) had original vinyl. So I have Pisces, Aquarius, Jones. I always lose my train of thought on the title of that album. Jones Limited. Pisces, Aquarius, Aquarius, Capricorn and Jones Limited. Capricorn. I'll forget the Capricorn. I have that (laughs) on original vinyl. Um, And then they started re-releasing. Rhino started Mm re-releasing the box sets, the D, um, mm-hmm. CD box sets with all the mm-hmm. extra stuff. So I have right. that of the first album and the second album. I don't know if they released any more of those. I can't remember. I also have a monkey's picture disc okay. vinyl. Yeah. Um, it's black and white on one side, color on the other. Um, and it's got Mickey singing the theme song in Italian on it. Oh, that's nice. all I remember that's on it, but it's cool. I tried not to <laughs> listen to that one as much. I was afraid I was going to scratch it and ruin it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, all my posters are gone. Those all disappeared. Um, As they the do. ones I had, you know. Um, yeah. I, I do have the DVD box set that I have two box sets. I have one that looked like a record player of the mm. show. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Other one. And then, and, but I don't like it because I don't think it's captioned. So I don't mm. watch it. I watch the newer one. Um, but no, I just, and I would listen to the music all the time. Like just, it was it, when I was in middle school, just all the time, it, <laughs> you know, I'm sure my mother was sick of it, but you know, so it goes. Of, had, my sister, my sister was tired of it. She hated <laughs> anything I listened to. She was younger than me and she had a favorite monkey, but she wasn't into it. She wasn't like, going to I admit was, it. No, no. I mean, she's like, okay, fine. I like Peter, but you know, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, she didn't, she didn't go with me down that path of, you know, picking certain musical groups and sticking with them for life. Yeah. So, yeah. 
<laughs> yes, we we we've um got a, quite a collection of of records. Um, yeah. just because we end up we go to Goodwill constantly. Um, and record stores and record and, stores, yeah. and we ended up finding like a record day at a local um hotel that we like drove. We were driving by, and it said. <laughs> record convention or something like that and yeah, we're like, like what's show. this yeah and we're like let's go in and see what's going on and we came up with like three hundred dollars worth of records <laughs> yeah it's, it's become kind of a joke too because pisces you can find so often and we mm -hmm. just buy pisces every time we find it so yeah. we can, yeah. i don't know how many copies of pisces and it's fun because i just have my one like a lot of people like a lot of kids would like draw faces on the on the on the silhouettes on and um, then there's the mono edition yeah. and the stereo edition and we yeah. got um at least one was it, it there was a Davy Jones Japanese release or was that a monkey's release? That, that was a seven A records. Okay. Davy Jones. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, and we have a, a quite a few um, old bootlegs. Like they were, they used to release the old bootlegs of of concerts and compilations and things that right. come off off label. Um, mm. And we've got quite a few of those that we found over the years. But um, I think my my favorite thing that we have, you know, Veronica wanted um, one of the one of the ponchos, and they sell mm -hmm. the reproductions of of, of mm, Mickey's poncho, yes. but it's like a hundred bucks. So I was like, oh. I'll just look on Etsy and see if I can find a similar like old tablecloth because it was made right. by a tablecloth yeah. and see if I can find something similar. And I found the exact same freaking tablecloth from the 60s on Etsy. <laughs> and so we got that and she cut a hole in it. And since then, we found two more. So now we need one more. So all of our tables in our dining room will have a, 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 a Mickey tablecloth <laughs> on it. But it has the it's like the exact pattern. And yeah, there's like amazing. small differences. Like one of them well, has yeah, a little bit of thicker differences. Yeah, right? but it's and like one of them is like more rectangle than square. Right, but, but it's yeah, it's the exact same close. pattern, the exact same colors. We, we we like held it up next to the the picture of, of Mike <laughs> wearing it, Mickey wearing it. I don't know why I keep doing that. But it appears to be the same it. manufacturer that made the one that Mickey wore in the '60s. Yeah, but um, it's just really cool to have like an actual vintage. The actual vintage tablecloths right they're, yeah they're like his rather than the new reproduction which i'm not against the new reproductions at, at all but i it was just really thrilling to find that and it was like 30 bucks on etsy and the person who had it had no idea it was mickey dolan's <laughs> style you know <laughs> thank you now i'm gonna cut a hole in it thank That's, you very much and we did yeah <laughs> yes uh, uh unfortunately when i was cutting the hole i wasn't thinking about the fact that the small hole that i cut was going to become 10 sizes bigger because when you cut the hole in the center of a square, it tends to expand the square. <laughs> so now it's way too, the hole's way too big, yeah. um, which is unfortunate, but I make it work. Um, but uh, whenever I go to a concert and I'm wearing it, it's like, where did you find that? I was like, oh, we actually found this tablecloth on Etsy and I made it myself. And they're like, whoa. So I, 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 I that is, that is probably one of my uh mm -hmm. favorite pieces and we have the um we have the mickey and mike finger puppets yes or the are they called finger puppets the ones where you put your feet and you can your make fingers in your in their yeah. feet and then make them dance yeah yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i have um a set of christmas ornaments mm -hmm. that i bought recently but they're, they're the monkey men yes yes put their little capes on and then i put them on my tree this year and then after i hung them up i was not putting them in any particular order but I had them like one, two, three, one, two, three, four. And I realized after I hung them up that I hung them up, Davy, Peter, Mike, mm. Mickey and <laughs> clockwork. And so I'm like, well, Mickey will be next. But oh, why did I do it? I did, did not do it. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also have um, Davy Jones 
solo album on vinyl. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The one where yes. they came with the DVD. No, she's no, 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 no. My 70s. original vinyl. Oh, no, cool. no. From the 60s, from before the monkeys. Oh, he had the a David, Jones album be- one. David Jones before yeah. the monkeys um, right. with it, just his face on the cover. And it's like a green, right. yellow background. Yeah. Yeah. That I found at the record store. I said, this is mine. Nice. Yeah. He had one around 1970 as well. The one that had like rainy Jane and um, yeah. so forth on it. I'd really love like the, the one David Jones thing I'd really love to find is his um, original London recording of uh oliver like a cast recording with yeah him original cast well he was on broadway okay so yeah. the original broadway recording because the one that i've found is the seems to be the original touring cast is what i typically find mm. and it doesn't have oh, david okay. jones on it or they call i don't know because he was the original broadway cast and that's usually what they put out on records but it's not davy jones Mm. I'm wondering if there was like a thing after putting it out where they couldn't use him. So they had to use someone. I don't I don't know. Yeah, but I that's what I would like to find. OK, because Oliver is a uh, musical near and dear to my heart. You're, you're a big musical theater. Person. I, I am. Yes. Right. Right there with Davey. Musical theater. <laughs> 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 so um, I remember watching Boy Meets World. And um, uh, the I don't and I'm not remembering, uh, but uh, Sean's adult buddy, his buddy, I remember seeing him and I remember Topanga's dad. And I do remember the episode where there was a this random British guy that came in to an episode and he was he was visiting. I think he was visiting Corey's family. But then at the end, they all got together and and played a song i had no idea what i was watching and listening to at the time but um after having seen the monkeys and and watched them and then going back and watching that episode it's like wow how why did i not look into all of this i mean it didn't help that there wasn't all that much of internet um around then um i mean it was around obviously but (laughs) <laughs> not not quite so much of a deep dive that um, I would do now. There was no Google. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> you you weren't on the Boy Meets World fan forums at that time. No, no, no I didn't. I, I, the, I was in the Animorph uh, chat rooms. Right. Yep. Yep. Not the monkeys, unfortunately. They were also. I think it was Peter. Um, it may have been another one. Was also in Seventh Heaven. Oh, had yes. a little run on Seventh Heaven. Yeah. 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 As as uh, former bandmates of the guy who played the dad, apparently he had been in a band back in the sixties, and they were right. bandmates coming to say hey um, <laughs> to him and his family. Um, yeah, I know because I watched Seventh Heaven. I was like, oh look, I know them. Um, because, wow, I actually have I mean, a big memory of that because I watched Seventh Heaven like religiously up until when they canceled it for the first time, and then all of a sudden they were back on next season, and I couldn't watch that last season. But I, I have now that once you were talking about that, I was like, oh, I do remember an episode where there was a band and his buddies came back. Yeah. <laughs> so now I I'm going to have to find that. Yeah, I believe they were also on Scooby-Doo, or at least Davy Jones was. Yeah, Davy Jones on was Scooby- on Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 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 And that, Davy was sort of independently famous, you know, where yeah. he, he when I was a kid, I saw him on Scooby-Doo and I saw him on the Brady Bunch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't as a kid, I couldn't name any other monkey but Davy Jones. But I know who Dave, knew who Davy Jones was, you know, um, and it, he had obviously a, a a big part in the um, 
I say a big part, but he had a pretty prominent scene in the in the Brady movie in the nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. It yeah. may have been when it first came out when I saw it, and that was <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but I, I do remember when I was, you know, twelve and watching the monkeys for the first time. I was getting confused because you know, in the opening, it's like this, like they kept showing Mike as Davy, and it's like. No, and then at the end they famously like, he's clapping his hands. I was kind of like, wait a minute, who's? I'm so confused. Who's who? Like the first episode, and then and my sister was like, who's who? And I'm and I finally like, no, that's not my that Peter right there. You know, and, and yeah. I had to explain to her. I remember being really confused the first few episodes. Just, yeah, I don't yeah. get that. You know, so. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that I felt. Um, See, I had the opposite thing. I had no problem telling them apart. I didn't know who, what their names were. Um, I could tell them apart, but I just yeah. was having trouble keeping track of which name belonged to which one. Yeah, you know, at the, the first few first few episodes. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's one of the things that um, I really enjoyed about the monkeys. They had four very very distinct personalities, and they had four very very distinct. Uh, looks to themselves mm-hmm. and this is absolutely not dissing on the Beatles but as a person who did not know the Beatles well but knew of them and was a fan but not a fan kind mm-hmm. of like I am now um they all look the same to me I mean obviously I, yeah. obviously I've gotten to a point where I can oh yeah okay obviously I know who that is um yeah and their voices were clearly different but with the monkeys there was so much personality from each person and very distinct personality um which is one of the things i've enjoyed about um the monkeys a Uh lot of the time we get that a lot with like the i mean obviously the the beatles are all from liverpool yep the the beach boys are from california they have kind of a look and they have kind of a way they talk whereas the monkeys were you know they were cast you know so yeah got davy from manchester and you've got mike from texas and you know so they have very distinct looks they have very distinct voices they have very distinct personalities and their influences and i think mm-hmm. i mean that's part of why you know they didn't last longer than they did because they wanted to do different things mm-hmm. you know right right you know they like, wanted to do musical theater and mike wanted to do like you know <laughs> country western <laughs> yeah yeah like he started that i mean right. i know the eagles and whatnot kind of took it and ran with it but you know but that was one reason why I said at the beginning I was a Davy girl because it was all about the cute little boyish face. But then as I got older and started really listening to more of their music and like later album, I grew to appreciate Mike and his songwriting skills and his singing. And if you ask me my favorite monkey song, they're almost always a Mike song. Mm. If he didn't write it, he sang it because there was something about the way he sang that I just started gravitating more towards. Right. As I got older, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot to unpack in his lyrics. Yeah. yeah. To this day, I'll have to stop and think like which Mike song this is because. Yeah. The, the title's not in the song anywhere. Oh, I know. know? I know. Yeah. Because at the the concert, the Mike and Mickey show last year, it was like I was texting myself the names of the songs so I could have a set list. Right. And there, there are still and I've been listening to these songs for, you know, 40, not 40 years. I'm not quite that old, but you know, for, for a long time, but it was kind of like I was typing in a lyric and then I'm like, I know that's not the name of the song, but I will look that up when I get, and when I get home, I type in the lyric. Oh, that's nine times blue. <laughs> I know the name of that song, but it's just, I can't think yep. of, you know, 
the yeah. name of it. But right. I'm I'm bad about that with a lot of things like episode title. Like yeah. we watch Doctor Who and I can't mm-hmm. remember half the episode. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'll explain the whole entire episode. So I know it. I just can't think of the title right, of it. Right. So I feel like Doctor Who and the monkeys and Star Trek just like all go perfectly together because they were all around at the same time. And we even did a um, puppet show uh, about the moon landing during the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. And there was Batman and there was <laughs> Spock and there was Mike Desmond. Yeah. Yeah, and the Ooh, yay. it was about sort of television and you know the, the moon landing being not only a scientific achievement but also a big television event. And uh basically this girl is her she's upset about her favorite TV shows all being canceled, and so she's gonna refuse to watch. And so she's visited kind of Christmas Carol style by um three wisest characters from 60s yeah. television, which you know, Batman, Spock, and Mike <laughs> Nesmith, obviously. Yep. And um, yeah, the 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 show was called Take a Giant Step Outside Your Mind. Uh, or no, it says one giant step outside your mind. Yes. Was what, was yeah. what it was called. And so, because it's kind of a mashup of the monkeys and the moon landing. But um, yeah, we've done a few because we're, we're puppeteers. We, um, we, people who know us in Atlanta, we're, we perform as felt nerdy. And we've done quite a few monkeys tributes yeah. um, as we've gone along. And I somehow have missed all of that because <laughs> we started going to uh, Timegate mm-hmm. slash Hulanta starting their first four weekends. So oh, wow. we've been going since 2007 until the very last one. And I actually think I have some Dalek finger puppets from you yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. That would yeah, be my ours. son was like, I want one of those, but I have completely missed all of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most recently, um, you know, right after Mike, we, we perform locally in our local puppet slam called the Pug and Puppet Show. Mm, yeah. And after Mike passed, we had something else planned. And I was like, you know, we, we need to do a tribute to Mike at the Puppet Slam. And so we did. And I wore my Mike Nesmith costume and we did a, a, a wordless routine to um, the song Don't Cry Now off of the Wichita Train Whistle Sings, which mm-hmm. is kind of a, a deep, deep cut Mike Nesmith song. But um, <laughs> it just it just felt good to be able to honor him in front of a crowd and have a crowd of people laughing and clapping, you know, as we're you know, honoring him. And then you, Veronica, we, we have a, a, our own Mike Nesmith puppet that we built obviously for that, for the show that we were doing. So Veronica went out with him alone. And um, what, which song did you lip sync to? Oh gosh. I don't even remember. Okay. Cause um, I don't, I don't even remember which one I ended up doing, <laughs> yeah. but it, yeah, it, it's just nice to, to be able to go out on stage and bring his music back to life again and, you know, to, to perform to it. And so it's, that's something that we all, we, we like to do with our puppetry is we'll bring back a lot of characters that were important to us as a kid. And I guess the sort of thing that we want to do with the podcast as well is just, you know, shining a light on something that has meant a lot to us and, and hopefully, you know, it will to other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chuck, you had a suggestion for our massive fan base of monkeying around <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And for, you know, you might also like for this week, I thought it'd be fun to introduce people to some of the indie and modern bands that are doing as the 60s style. And one that came to mind this week is a, it's a project called Groovy Movies. Uh, Nick Carlisi is the artist behind it. And Groovy Movies is very 60s. His 2019 album, Psychedelic Barbershop, it was released digitally back in 2019, but it has just gotten a vinyl release uh, here in the past couple of weeks. And it's a great album. If you like the monkeys, you will not miss the monkeys influence. It is some of the songs you think you're listening to a monkey song when it starts. And but it's just an, it's an original piece. And uh, for vinyl records, if you buy vinyl records, 
they tend to be expensive. Yeah. So I was shocked yeah. when I went on the Groovy Movies Bandcamp page and the, the black vinyl is $15 with $5 shipping. The colored vinyl, which comes in either translucent blue or translucent pink, is $20, including shipping. Or you could pay $35 and get his first album, the new album, and a seven-inch record for $35 plus $5 shipping. I paid 40 bucks to get all three, which uh, if, you, if you buy vinyl records, you know that that is an insane price. But um, more, more than the price, is uh, it's a style of music that I love and is not as popular as I think that it should be. And you know, groovy movies is a lot of fun. Veronica, you may remember this. It's the, the song that you did not like is the opening track is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Which I have a vague recollection. I think it's a song. hilarious <laughs> song <laughs> and very uh, of the era. I think it very original, but <laughs> if you listen to groovy movies, check out the, the first, the, the title track or the first track from the album, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You will remember the words. I promise. <laughs> and but it is just a lot of fun but there are a lot of really really fun clever songs on the album and the music is very reminiscent of the monkey's style of music so I, I recommend that to everybody to check out yeah i'm gonna have to check them out yeah 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 all right so uh, that's about it for us this week look for our next podcast but in the meantime where can people find more of you on the internet elaine I don't know how to answer that question. Um, <laughs> I, do have, I do have a Twitter. I have a Facebook. I mean, people can find I mean, I'm not active on Twitter. I have a Twitter. All right, Chuck, and where can people find more of us on the internet? Feltnerdy.com. <laughs> <laughs> which takes you to our Facebook page. And, which, and, and if, you, uh, if you've never listened to our other podcast, Earth Station Trek, it's kind of a joke because that's, what, how Veron- I'm, that's my impression of Veronica announcing <laughs> Feltnerdy.com. But we are, we're also both hosts of a podcast on the ESO network called Earth Station Trek, where we talk about Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. I wouldn't be too happy about that, they'll be back. But we won't! <laughs>